Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's mentally yours from Ellen and Welcome to Mentally Yours, Metro.co.uk's weekly podcast on mental health issues. I'm Yvette. And I'm Ellen, and we're recording at Builds on High Street Kensington. This week, we're going to be chatting to Sophia Petkar about PMDD. Quite an interesting condition, kind of like PMS on steroids. And we just wanted to say thank you to all the people who have been sending us great reviews and messages. If you haven't reviewed us yet, please do. And maybe you'll get a shout out on next week's show. My dad, amazingly, tweeted mentally yours to say that he is so proud, which if you know my dad, is extremely high praise. It's a very big deal, especially that he figured out how to use Twitter to tweet the Mentally Yours account. That's really lovely. Just yeah, brilliant. I'm just, I mean, I'm as impressed that he uses social media. Same. But that's I'm, really lovely. I'm very proud of him. We also got a great review calling us illuminating, which I think is also very high praise, even if it doesn't come from my dad. So, back to Sophia, chatting to us about PMDD. Hello. Thanks for joining us on Mentally Yours. So we're going to be chatting about PMDD, which is premenstrual dysphoric disorder, which sounds to me a bit like um, PMT on steroids. Um, what, how would you describe it? That's exactly how I describe it, or I'd probably describe it as PMT's really evil sibling, um, because it does absolutely mess with you. You think everyone goes through this every month, this cannot be possible. And then you, you find out what it is and you think, no human being should be going through this it's horrific so what kind of symptoms were you experiencing so um other than like regular pmt um symptoms uh which are obviously mood swings and everything it's just everything in 
excess. So, you know, you get the hot flashes, which I guess are associated with PMT, but they're exaggerated to the point where you, you just cannot cool down. Um, you've got your mood swings, but they're not just, you know, I'm a little bit annoyed today. It's a mood swing of absolute rage. And you're not just a little bit down, you're in despair. You know, you're not a little bit anxious. It's deep set anxiety, which it, some people might mistake it for depression, which I did for many, many years until I found out about this condition and realized, no, this is, this is what I've got. A lot of women experience suicidal thoughts, don't they, every month because of this, is, is that yeah, right? Absolutely, I did. Um, I, at my lowest point, I genuinely considered suicide. I thought there has to be a way out of this. It, it feels like you've got a fire burning in your head. You can't focus, it's just this constant pain. And it's, when I described to someone as agony, it was probably an understatement. I, I just couldn't describe what I was feeling. It, it literally felt like my brain had been set on fire, which is how I also explained it to the doctor. So when you went to the doctor to start with, um, did you get misdiagnosed with a mental, well, other mental health condition? No, no, I was ignored the first time I went. And my doctor said to me, it's, you know, it's just PMT, get over it. Every woman goes through this. So awful. I went home in tears going, okay, fine. I have to get used to this and obviously at that point I'm in my 20s I've had periods for years fine and obviously at that point you're not associating it with your period but I thought maybe it's you know he's he's right maybe it's just PMT and I had a male doctor who was a lot older every symptom I described it's normal it's normal it's normal everyone goes through this you know you're just exaggerating you're it's in your head or go to the gym you'll be fine you know, change your diet you'll be fine I already go to the gym I already exercise I, I eat well this, you know, I, I couldn't have physically fixed my situation any further. Um, so I went home, suffered again for about six months, had a massively um, depressive episode, went back, again, floods of tears from the, the waiting room, just, I need help. Um, again, same doctor was there. Oh, you've been here before, it's fine. Every woman goes through this. What have you done to help yourself? I said, oh, I'm not, at this point, I wasn't sleeping well. I was getting two to three hours of sleep a night, um, which when I was a TV producer was horrific. It was, uh, it was painful. So my days were getting worse and worse. No sleep meant I was even more stressed out. Um, I got given a B12 injection and a vitamin D injection. Oh, you're deficient. It's fine. This will help. You'll sleep. It didn't. So this cycle of crying, going back, begging, um, would get dismissed. I just, I think what I was craving more than a diagnosis at this point was just compassion. Mm. Yeah. I'm a grown woman sitting in your office in tears. Just be nice to me for five minutes. Don't just go to me. I've got other patients to see. Hurry up. Um, you feel very alone. It's just really bad. Um, when did it click for you or how did it click for you that this um, wasn't just the standard kind of PMT that your doctor was insisting that it was? So um, it was about, I think it was middle of last year uh, or kind of maybe summer I was on the train coming home from work um, and I was in a flood of tears it had been a horrible day but I wasn't sure why I have lovely friends at work I have a good job I wasn't sure why I was feeling so down and um, a lady opposite me looked at me and said are you okay and it was I think the first time someone had asked me someone had bothered to look at my face and go something's wrong and I said I feel horrific like I'm feeling really depressed and she went we have you ever had your hormones checked and I said, no, it's, I've never thought of it that way. It's, you know, maybe it's just PMT. And she went, it doesn't look right to me. She went, just have your hormones checked. She went, and I went, okay, maybe I'll think about it. And 
she asked me, how were you feeling last week? And I went, I was absolutely fine. I was actually having a really good week. And she went, are you G for your period? This is on a train, imagine rush hour packed train. But at this point, anyone talking to me about it was welcome. Um, and I went, uh, yeah, my period's about two weeks away. And she went, it's your ovulating, she goes, it's your hormones. So I thought, ooh, I might have to go and look this up. As soon as she got off the train, I think two stops later, and I jumped on the phone and I Googled it. Hormonal depression is the term I searched. And about fifth or sixth search you know, item down, it came up with this. I wept, but these are tears of joy. Like, oh my God, I'm not crazy. This is a real thing I'm going through. Why does nobody understand? Turns out PMDD is one of the least researched and most misunderstood conditions for a woman. Um, because when society labels any tantrum, any upset day as PMT, no one's going to take this seriously. They're just going to be like, she's being really difficult. I'm not, I promise. I'm really accommodating a nice person. I don't mean to be difficult, but when your head is, you feel like someone's poking sticks into your, your head, there has to be an explanation for it. And I was so grateful to have found one. Um, but I didn't go and see my doctor immediately. I... Um, I kept a diary for a couple of months. It was suggested in one of the posts online that you've got to make sure this is it before you go to the doctor because they don't understand. And you think a medical professional would, but they don't. Um, so I kept a diary for about, I think it was three months, um, just to kind of chart when I'm feeling good, when I'm feeling bad, and after how many days of feeling bad was I getting a period, and how many days did it take to sort myself out. And I noticed instantly in the second month, I was like, oh my God. This is, this is what I'm going through. And then I booked myself with, um, so my doctor's surgery is the male doctor and his wife, they run it. So I refused to see him. I said I want to go to his wife and she's only in two days a week. So I had to take a day off work and book in. And it was the best decision I think I've ever made. Um, and I sat there again, but the, the tears, they were of relief. And she went, I have to admit that none of us ever thought it was this. And for a doctor to say that I'd been misdiagnosed, because they kept trying to put me on antidepressants. And I knew that, that was, I didn't need that. And a lot of people suffering from PMDD get misdiagnosed as depression and they get given antidepressants, which will not help them. That's quite an interesting point, because I think we'd maybe sort of generally assume that if you do have very low mood and suicidal thoughts, then antidepressants would help with that. Yeah. Um, what actually does help? So I was, um, because I'm of obviously birthing age um, I was asked if I had any plans for children and my partner and I were not planning children anytime soon um, hopefully one day but not now and so she said to me why don't you try the contraceptive pill and I was really really reluctant because I've never thought you know I don't want to mess with the natural chemicals in my body and I dread about all these side effects and you know and I thought to myself it can't be any worse than what I'm going through let's be honest um, so, yeah, I, I agreed. I was put on microgynon. I think that's how you say it. Microgynon, <laughs> the same thing. <laughs> and um, within a, a month, I noticed a difference. So the first month was painful. It was exactly the same. The rage was there, the random crying, waking up in my sleep crying. Second month was, oh, my God, an eye-opener. I felt happy for the first time in such a long time. It was a literal lifesaver. I had been suicidal. I'd found myself standing at the station thinking, I've got to end this. this, there must be an ending. And two months later, I was feeling so positive. I mean, it's not every day that you feel great. You know, hormones are hormones at the end of the day, whether they're natural or synthetic, they will mess with you a little bit. But it's incredible, the difference. And they have literally saved my life. 
Have you looked into any other um, ways to sort of help even things out or um, are there any other things that can potentially help people with um, PMDD? Um, exercise is really good because you're naturally triggering your happy hormone. Um, I would say a change in diet, but if you're naturally eating quite healthily and, you know, the odd treats, fine. You know, eat, eat what makes you happy. Don't deprive yourself. I wouldn't diet now because I think all that's going to do is make me upset because I can't, now I'm restricting myself from something I love eating. And that's, that's going to upset any woman. Mm. Um, but you're talking about but, the, the kind of healthy five to seven a day of fruit and veg. Yeah, and but, I was do, but like I said, I was doing that anyway. Mm. I, was, I was a very healthy eater. I was you know, no binge eating. I, I hardly drink. Um, I don't smoke, I've never done any drugs. So for me, it was naturally healthy lifestyle. I did increase my exercise. Um, I motivate myself now. If I think to myself, oh, I'm being lazy, it's gonna strike me again. I don't want to go down that road again. So it does keep you motivated to know that it does help. Um, but you know, the, you do need medication, you do need something. Some hormone stabilizer, it, it's vital. Otherwise, this, this doesn't sort itself out. So I'm just a bit worried that one day, if I ever want children, I've got to come off it. I was going to ask that. Because yeah. will it come up again if you were to get pregnant? Like, how does it affect pregnancy? So preg once you get pregnant, yeah. it suppresses because you're not ovulating. Okay. It's the hormone that's triggered when your egg's release, yeah. or to tell your body to release the egg. That's the... That's the issue it's that particular hormone it's called it's an LH hormone it's a secondary hormone that's released from your from your body to make sure that the eggs release during your ovulation period so you're basically stopping yourself at the moment ovulating so when you're pregnant you're not going to ovulate so you're fine it's just getting to the pregnancy because yeah. obviously if you start trying for a baby you're going to come off birth control it's always I think good to discuss it with your partner before it's not a topic that's discussed in our home but I have mentioned it before going, the only reason I'm happy right now is because I'm on the pill. When I come off this, yeah. you're gonna see something pretty epic. Um, and we laugh it off, but my boyfriend's very, very aware that there is a chance I could fall into those darker patches. And he always says to me, let's talk about it. If you're having a bad day, give me a call. Even if I'm at work, we'll talk. And luckily in the last six months, I've not really, I've not really had a bad day. I've had low days, but not what I would class as a bad day, which is, yeah, it's, it's a different thing. It's so good. <laughs> I'll, I'll take the, the low day over a bad day any day. Do you have a plan for when you do start trying to have children? Like, will there be a kind of backup of treatment? To be honest, I haven't really thought about it that yeah. far. I'm too frightened to think about it that far. Um, if you, if I was really honest, if I, if I had to weigh up between having a child and staying sane I'd probably go for sanity that's probably not what my mother wants to hear seeing as she wants grandchildren it is actually it's got to that point where if I had a choice between staying calm or having a child I'd probably go for for my mental health at this yeah. point but um I have heard that a lot of women say that when they come off the pill, if they've been taking it for the hormone issue, um, it's actually helped their hormone stabilise. It, yeah. it takes a while before it goes to, off the charts again, and by then they've managed to get pregnant. Um, so if, if that wasn't a more common effect of coming off it, I might consider it, but right now it's, I'm, 
I'm so thrilled to to have a good day. That means yeah. awful that you kind of have to make that choice. Like either I, I want to have children or I want to be sane. Yeah. Do you think there needs to be kind of more research on PMDD? Because I think no one even knows much about it. I think even before the research, there just needs to be a bit more compassion. Yeah. We're not all crazy women who are out to kill everyone when we're on our period. It's a genuine medical issue. It's not someone just having a mood. You know, we can all be stroppy. Men can be stroppy. You don't need to have PMT to be stroppy. It's this is a very serious medical condition, and I have a feeling a lot of women who've either unfortunately succumbed and taken their own life, had they just had someone ask them, "Are you sure you're okay? Have you been checked? Has this been checked?" Even a doctor going, "Let's investigate what's going on." I think a lot of lives would have been saved, and I think a lot of relationships, family lives, they get saved. Because um, when I was at my lowest, I completely isolated myself from my family and my friends because I felt no one understood. Everyone was like nice, they go, oh, she's having a bad day or she's having a bit of a tantrum, we'll leave her to it. But when obviously it happens so often, even, you know, they're human beings, their patience runs thin and I get it. You know, looking back, I probably was a very difficult person. But what I would have appreciated is had my doctor said to me, I think there's something seriously wrong, let's find out. I could have gone home and gone, my doctor's looking into it. I had a breakdown, I'm sorry, but I'm getting help. You know, my neighbours have heard me crying. No one's ever thought to stop me in the street and go, even just one-on-one, and go, I heard you crying. Are you okay? Do you want to talk about it? And I can explain to them that I'm not a nutcase. I'm not you know, someone who's you know, having a tantrum. I'm someone in desperate need of medical help. And it makes such a difference. So I think that's what we need, is just compassion first. And then the research. Research can come later. Just be nice to someone who's yeah. having an issue. And just have some understanding of it exactly. as well. Exactly. And I think um, those six years were probably the loneliest six years of my life. And I really, really wish someone had just said it to me earlier and gone, are you okay? That's all I really wanted. Um, and people can be really mean. Have you found people are more supportive and understanding now? Do you talk about PMDD with people? I don't really, know um, Because when I initially thought I had depression, I saw the stigma attached to depression. When I said it to a colleague at work, I said, oh, um, you know, I'm having a really bad day today. I think I've got depression. I, they were like, oh, I hope you feel better, and then barely spoke to me for the next month. And I was like, okay, maybe the world is not ready for me to be honest. And then I mentioned it to a friend who I thought was a friend. My friend was a mental health nurse. I thought she'd be understanding. But her reaction to me was quite bizarre because she said, you look fine. You're going out, you're, you know, you've come out for lunch today. You're very active in the community. You're going to work, you know, you're going to all these nice events. Because obviously I was a TV journalist. I was a TV producer for years. So I've got to put, I'm getting paid. I've got to put a smile on my face. You know, what I do sitting in the, work bathroom crying my eyes out quietly into a tissue that's my business I'm getting paid to deliver I'm not going to let my company down for that just because I'm smiling does it mean inside you know there yeah. isn't a rage going on or some sort of you know little hurricane of emotions so when I said it to her she was um it was the most shocking response I ever had because I thought is there any friend I can discuss it with it's going to be someone who works in mental health very big mistake she was so dismissive because she said I see people with mental health issues every day they're broken you look fine and I sat there over lunch thinking well this friendship's not going to last very long 
Um, and it was, it was horrible. So I thought, I really can't talk about this with anybody. So again, I simmered with it on my own for years and years. And yeah, so just for the record, she's not my friend anymore. Good. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's um, a lot of people who are going through depression as well. They're constantly, you know, forcing themselves to get up, come to work and get on with their life because we're not self-pitying. We're not going to sit there and wallow in our misery. We've got, we've got stuff to do. We've got to get through life. Exactly. And there are such different levels of like capability. Like exactly. some people with depression cannot get up and shower others can go to work and seem completely fine absolutely i was one of those people that got up you know immaculately dressed hair done makeup on you know at work getting on with my job and um I'd, at some point i remember thinking would i get more help if i looked like a wreck and then i looked at people going you know who had let go of themselves and had lost the will to as you say shower or just live and i thought well they're not getting the help when they're like that I'm not getting the help like this what do you have to do for someone to turn around and say can I help you or do you want to talk about something or are you sure you're okay so when I first started going out with my boyfriend for the first five months of our relationship I did not show him a single bad day even if I'd had an absolute meltdown half an hour before a dinner date or I was going over to his house he would have no idea because I would suck it up and get on with it um, and one, once or twice he did see a crack in the uh, exterior and went, are you sure you're okay? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. If it's been a long day, I've had a rough day, you know what it's like. You know, he also works in the media, so it's quite easy to go, you know what our day's like. But um, there were days when he, I, I'd see him with puffy eyes and be like, oh, it's allergies or, you know, or I've taken a tumble where in fact I've probably hit my, my arm so hard in frustration. Um, that I've got a bruise there now. And I'd laugh it off, I'd always laugh it off. But when I got prescribed uh, birth control, I went home and I said to him, I was like, I've been prescribed uh, the pill. And he got very excited. And I went, hello, stop there, it's not for you. This is for me. And he was like, I don't understand. And then I finally explained to him, it was my hormones. And he went, you always think I don't see the sadness. And he went, but I do. And he went, I just, leave you to it because I know that you'll come to me when it's really bad so we had a very short discussion on it we didn't dwell on the subject but um, I know today that if I said to him I can't do it this is too much he would be there in a flash so we don't talk about it in our house but I know that there's someone there who understands um, and yeah um, honestly talk about it with someone just find someone it does help it's the best thing I've ever done have you met anyone else with PMDD? No. Would you like to? I'd probably like to ask yeah. them how they, how they get on with life um, and how they found out that they had it because, like I said, because I didn't even know the condition existed, I'd love to know how they found out that they had it. Exactly. And if anybody understands what they're going through or if they're also being fobbed off. And just maybe be, be nice to them. I, mean, I know what you're going through. Talk to me. I'll be your friend. Um, but, yeah. And you could be that woman on the train who just... Maybe out. she was going through it. Maybe yeah. that's what she realised. I didn't ask her how she knew or anything. I was just so grateful. It's amazing that, that she anybody did that. spoke to me. Imagine I'm sitting on the train, packed rush hour. I'm in tears. Not one person thought to turn to me and ask. They thought I was having a bad day. I was, but not for reasons you're thinking. And just to have someone turn around and go, 
I can offer you a solution or I can offer you advice. It might not have been the correct advice or it might not have been the correct solution, but at least someone's cared enough for me to go, oh my God, you can see my tears. I'm not invisible. It, that's what I think I was craving, just for someone to see that I was suffering. And it gave me the push to go to the doctor. And also, FYI, if your doctor ever tells you it's in your head, change your doctor. I have done that. I refuse to see that doctor now. Um, I went back once in an emergency and he was so dismissive. He said, oh, I see you've been prescribed something. And I went, you know what? I'm done with you. And I got up and I walked out and I made a complaint against the doctor. And on my record now it is not to ever book me with him. And I did say, I said to the manager of the surgery, how is this man a doctor? The first and foremost thing you need in a medical situation is compassion. He's missing this key piece to the puzzle. It was, it was um, an eye-opener to go back and see him as a mentally stable person. Just to see, my God, you are a horrible doctor. If you've been affected by any of the issues we've discussed today, please contact the Samaritans at 116-123 or go to their website, it's samaritans.org. Thanks so much to our brilliant guest, Sophia Petkar, and also to our producer, Sam Bonham, and to Lucy Baker, who does our lovely jingles. If you liked what you heard this week, please give us a review on iTunes, follow us at Mentally Yours, yours spelt Y-R-S. Also, if you have any thoughts, or ideas for stuff that you'd like Ellen and I to chat about, please give me an email. It's yvette.caster at metro.co.uk, um, but that's also in the blurb of our podcast. Next week, we've got Seanine talking all about self-harm. I think the reason self-harm's on the rise in girls is uh, probably a combination of things. Some things that have always been there, such as you know the fact that girls tend to internalise their feelings more than men who might act out rather than act inwards. And it's a bit of a cop-out to blame it, but you know, social media and kind of increasing competitiveness in terms of how you present yourself, access as well to images of self-harm and descriptions which you know, might not have been so easy to obtain in the past. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.